the important part about this whole conversation about client integration is getting this right or continuing to tweak and get better at this relieves so much pressure on the front end of the things that we were talking about. Yes. Welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your hosts, Jason Fernandez. And me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world-class affiliates and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day. Welcome back to best hour of their day. You are listening to part three of our series, Turning Leads into Lifers. You've heard all about leads. You've heard about sales. Today, we talk client integration. And one more time, shout out to Proven for for hosting us. We're in Nashville for our client mastermind, 150 affiliates showing up to party. I mean, learn here in Nashville, Tennessee. And party, wake up with headaches. Some of us. So let's, let's talk about it. Someone filled out the form. They came in. They followed Marcus's instructions, and we closed on that lead. Now what happens? We put them in class. That's it. <laughs> You're doing CrossFit now. You're done. Congrats. Join us for the next episode. Uh, uh, no, this is where the magic really starts, right? We're, we're now, the, the, they've officially said, yes, we're in bed together, and now our job is to integrate that client as someone brand new to a community of people who know each other with our own terminology. A cult, if you will. Yes, welcome to our cult. We've yep. got to make sure. Drink this. Our, <laughs> our goal is to have this person stick around for years to come, right? So what we need to do is make sure that we help address all of the common issues, concerns, questions, and all of these things proactively to set them up to have the highest likelihood of going, oh, this is even better than I thought. And I think I just found my new favorite thing. That's the goal. The important part about this whole conversation about client integration is getting this right or continuing to tweak and get better at this relieves so much pressure on the front end of the things that we were talking about. Yes. Right? Getting this right. And on the next one. The retention problem. That's my point, right? This solves the retention problem. This helps retention, which eases the burden on sales. And this is where always like... People are like, hey, well, like I've uh, not leads or, or low retention. I'm like, the, the, there's basic things here that you're not doing. Yeah. Or like basic stuff like running a good class, you know, like how do I interact with my clients on a relevant and relative time frame, right? Like, so I, I want to really stress the importance of like how important this integration piece is mm-hmm. for everything else, right? If you're stressed about sales, if you don't have this right, sales is always going to be a struggle for you. Like the number, the, the churn out rate will just get higher and higher as you put yeah. more people in the front end. Like when it's we just, talk about integration, how long are we talking? First six months. First six months. So from someone signing up for the first six months, let's talk about what that looks like. And, and just like with the sweat versus no sweat, there's all sorts of iterations that work very well here. Yeah, and I think the question right out of the gate is like onboarding or not. Before, like that's just like, are we doing it or are we not doing it? Before we talk about like, if we are doing it, what does that look like? Because that can go down a rabbit hole as well. I can speak for myself, and I'm sure you guys, I've gone from no on-ramp to 12 sessions. Right. So whether you call yep. it foundation, on-ramp, onboarding, whatever, those are all interchangeable terms. But the first thing we have to do, are we going to do it? And the first question we have to ask is, like, what is the resources or what is the manpower that we have available to facilitate this? Right. Like, we have exactly. to, that's, that determines everything else after that. So I'm like, hey, who's doing it? At which point they're like me. And I'm like, but you're also the accountant, 
coaching all the classes, the and website, janitor. the janitor. So I'm like, okay, this starts to really be restrictive on the on the variations of this that we can do. So I think if you can do an onboarding of any type, I think you should. However, there are scenarios where you cannot do that, right? At which point you just have to put them straight in class and solve it. And I have done both of those. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. let's say you can do an onboarding, okay? How many people do we have involved in this process? Like, is it just me? Is it you know, me, the GM, the head coach, like everybody here is integrated in this and everybody participates in it. Okay, well, that creates a different flow and different design. So that's the first thing you have to establish. The next thing I would look at is, all right, now if we're going to offer it, and again, the goal is, is to offer it. If you're not offering it, I have yet to find a scenario where you just completely skipping onboarding is better for your clients. Because remember the goal here, let's talk about the goal of an on-ramp even is. I think just getting this part right is important. It is not to teach people all the movements in CrossFit. You are not here to tell them, teach them the foundational movements and all the things. You you are fundamentally misunderstanding the the purpose of this. The purpose of the onboarding is to simply set them up for success in your classes and program long-term. So that means knowing how to interact in a class, knowing how to interact with the people, interact with the coach, and how to become successful. Now, do I need to know all the movements and all the scaling variations up or down in every direction on all the different lifts and all the different gymnastics and all the things that we're going to cover? When are you going to do that? What's the point of all of that? There's You're spinning your wheels on, on an unnecessary thing. That's, that's the point of class. Correct. The point of class is that they show up and you work with the individual to scale it for their ability. All they need to know what to do is to oh, I'm supposed to ask the coach for help. And I'm, yeah. this is how we put things away. And this is what it's going to feel like. And there's, oh, there's different formats. Well, sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's long. So she said, Some, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm going to be wrecked after a workout. Sometimes I'm going to walk out of here going like, I barely broke a sweat today, but like I moved thousands of pounds, right? right. Those are the things they need to understand. And that consistency is the most important part. And that if some things bother you, I'm going to be pissed that you didn't say something. And three weeks from now, you're like, sorry, coach, got to put it on hold. My knees stopped working again. You're like, why didn't you say something? I didn't want to bother you. Those are the kinds of things that onboarding is for. Make them comfortable, build some confidence, and you're running a successful onboarding. Like you said, it goes wrong when it's like, I got to teach you how to snatch, how to muscle up. Yeah, you're skipping you know, like, the point. I, I think the, the way to frame the onboarding or how you build it, it's – it's less important about, there are important things about like what does each session entail if you're gonna do some sort of PT or no PT, depending on how that you, you design that. But if I understand the principles of what I'm trying to accomplish mm-hmm. inside of that onboarding, then I can, then the format doesn't matter. I can squeeze or expand that format into infinite number of Correct. sessions, right? So making them feel seen and heard, which we talked about, like having those conversations, that's the first thing. Like, hey, I see you, I hear what your problem is, and, right? Which goes in the next piece, which is like, awareness creating awareness like we can solve that for you and here's how we're going to go to do that whether it's nutrition program or like hey you're going to need some personal training here for a little bit because that's a pretty significant issue that you're dealing with and then the last piece which is a lot but it kind of overlaps here is integrating them into the community the proper way so that they don't they're not like the new kid that shows up with like the wrong jersey on right like we <laughs> right. want we want them to feel the wrong shoes yeah we want them to feel part of the community like and again everybody hates like being the new person that doesn't know what's going on they're like you walk in and you stand there all awkwardly and like nobody's talking to you and they're like all right everybody go to the whiteboard and you're like what's a whiteboard right like so if you understand those three principles you can put that into any format you want i can right. make them feel seen and heard in one session or 50 right? I can create awareness in five minutes or five hours. 
right? And I can integrate them into the community in a multitude of ways, right? Whether it's the class or whether it's like gear, right? That I want them to have the cool stuff, right? So that they feel part of the crew, you know? So if I understand that, everything else is easier after that. And those are what I'm trying to accomplish inside of an onboarding. It's like, forget your workouts and your sessions. Yeah, there's some things that are more optimal than others, but you know, poorly designed workouts, if I'm still checking those three boxes, is still gonna create long, long engagement. Yeah. By the way, if you're running even just three sessions and it takes two weeks, imagine someone's new to CrossFit, they hit, let's call it an overhead squat in session one and they don't touch it again, and it's two weeks later. They, they don't remember they what it is. Where up at that bar? They're Over your head, Sally. Yeah. Right? But it's, it's not about that. And like Marcus said earlier, good coaching is meant to happen in class anyway. It's just a reminder of some of those things. Right now, it's all about how smoothly can we integrate them into class to make them feel comfortable, to make them feel confident, to make them feel seen. We're building trust, and we're setting them up for success. Right? So I look at it as dating. These are You want to keep selling the next date, right? So you want to make this one an experience where they're going to be like, I'm definitely going on another date. Is that what you did with Marisa? What was the experience? Uh, it was a different on ramp. <laughs> different on ramp. Different on um, and, um, and so you want to design an experience. And it's about, again, like in the sales process, I want to create wins. I want them to feel like I can do this. You know what you're talking about. And I have questions and you want to bake in an easy way is write down all the questions, concerns, and mistakes that you've seen members make in their first six months with you. And then on day one, I'm going to address this one like right. this, this one like this, this one like this. And you will already have a better on-ramp than someone who's like, I'm going to teach you how to snatch. I'm going to teach you how to do a clean and jerk. It's like, who the fuck cares? What it matters is that you covered the things where you're like, hey, nutrition, big deal. You're here because you want to lose weight. It's the, it's the front wheel on the bike, heads up. We, we've got stuff. We've got things. You can position programs. Dude, people can, think we're crazy. Oh, we're like, don't teach the nine foundational movements. That's what I was going to say. Like, so many people are like, what's your onboarding look like? Well, day one, I do the squat series. Day two, the press. Day three, the, you know, the pulls. I'm I like, hear, there's, there's, get the attention. there's two pieces why that is ineffective. One is they're going to forget. They're just fundamentally, how do I know that? You and I have been teaching those for a decade. People sit for two days and don't remember them, right? <laughs> not, not even, <laughs> they, they pay yeah. thousands of dollars to come and do not remember them after two full days where we're, that's all we talk about, right? And to think that we're going to do that over three hours is, it's just, it's not real. Secondly is, this is very similar to the strengthless Metcon argument. It's like, I'm not opposed to strengthless Metcon. I'm opposed to it in the time frame that you've given me to facilitate them. I'm not opposed to the nine foundational movements. I'm opposed to it teaching them in the time frame that you have allotted for this, which is like, I'm going to teach you. I was like, the squat series, I'm like, we spend one, one hour. hour teaching all three of those. 30 minutes on the air 30 squat. 30 minutes on the air squat. And so, and when you, when you break down and I'm like, okay, show me the lesson plan. I'm like, are right, we have three minutes for this and three minutes for this? And then I'm like. Just put all that in an air squat and don't worry about the other movements. Right, don't worry about it, right? Just. To coach them to treat, I tell everybody, treat it like a class. Whatever that workout is, you treat that like a class. Get them warmed up. Teach them that movement. All I'm trying to show them is like, I know what I'm doing. That's yep. it. And how to succeed, right? We're going to do one session that has barbell stuff so that you learn, oh, I don't drop an empty bar. Clips are over there. We, when, when we rack, we do this. Okay, let's start with this. You got it. Look, it's not scary. Show them how to drop that bar. Bail for Throw the first it. time. Yeah. You yeah. see no. someone's eyes light up. They're excited. They're like, I can drop this. Yeah. Right. It's what are the things that are going to impede them from having a good experience in class? Those things. 
That's what you're doing. That's what you're and, covering. And that's why I'm doing a barbell movement, not because I expect to teach you all the barbell movements. I'm only doing it so that you go, oh, I'm not afraid of the barbell and I know how it works. Cool. We're going to do some gymnastic stuff. Yeah, we do body weight stuff. Then we're going to do some weighted stuff. And it's so that I can explain, hey, we're going to focus on this today. That's why I'm going to have you choose that weight. I know you're probably strong enough for that one. I'm teaching them about moving well before fast and heavy and, the, and that there's a stimulus and there's always a reason that we're trying to do something. So listen to me. Not you're choosing the weight. It's that I'm here to help you. Right. And that I'm going to explain what we're doing and why. And now we're going to have fun. And you're going to learn. And you can do, you can do hard things. And it's fun. And you're going to want to come back for more. Yeah. That's the point. Hey guys, if you want to help build your team and if you want to have a beautifully put together team, kind of like that sunset back there, that is one of the things that we help people with inside of their boxes, how to build a team, how to train a team, and how to coordinate that team so they give the best and best classes inside of affiliate so that you can have the most impact that you possibly can. So if you guys want to build your team, we'd love to help you out with that. Set up a call, book the link somewhere around this video, and we'll talk to you on the inside. See ya. So I think there's a inside of that. So whatever, again, the format is less important. It's actually yeah. like the, the you, you pick the format and then the details, that, that's actually last, right? Like the workout, what are the, t the topics of discussion? That's, that's the very last thing you put in there, right? So then, so I've established I'm going to do some sort of on-ramp. What, what is the outcome? Like, what am I trying to establish? Like, what is my goal as a trainer, I think it's twofold. Number one, it's like to, to get them fully integrated so that they feel comfortable, but it's also for me as a professional to assess them, do they need something past this, right? Meaning like, hey, Jay, like these sessions went well. I think four more weeks of PT might be most beneficial for you. Like there's some serious things going on here that I think we can, that we can address and that would be ideal. They may or may not buy it, but as the professional, I'm trying to establish like, are they prepared for the class, right? You'll know, right? It's not, it's not going to be hard. There's no, you're, it's not rocket science. You'll need a 12 step assessment for this. Like you do three hours with somebody. I'm like, you're either ready for class or you're not make that assessment be like, okay, are you prepared to be successful when you go to class? And if, and if I don't think they are, I need to tell them that most people are it's building more trust, right? Most people, are. most people are ready, but sometimes it's not. And that's one of the other pieces I need. I'm not there to sell PT to sell PT. I'm selling that if, in fact, I'm like, you actually do need this. I'm trying to create a lifer. And if it's going to screw them up to just put them in class. Don't put them then, in class. Then I, well, I need to at least tell them, be like, hey, I strongly encourage you to do PT sessions. I think you're going to have a hard time in class. And if they're like, no, I'm good. I'm going to do it. And be like, okay. okay, I'm going to check in on you. But please let me know if anything's coming up because I want to make sure you stay safe. I've, I'm pretty worried about that knee. Yeah. And now I've covered my ass. Now, if they go in and they do it and they're like, ah, dang, my knee, they're going to be like, coach was right. And either they're going to come to you for help because you can say, hey, and let me know because if that knee does start acting up, we can take we'll, care of it. we'll take care of it. Um, and the other way around, too, is that if you do then, then you, you did what was right for the client. You built trust one way or the other. And I'm trying to set you up for being here for years, right? And to trust and listen to me for years to come and my staff. And so you got to do what the right thing is and cover your ass at the same time. Yeah. So, and then, so, and I think everybody thinks of onboarding as like foundations or on wrap and they're like, all right, we're done. You're in. And I'm like, that was the first step part. one of a thousand steps that what do I do after that? And this is where I think 
this is where you get to really knock people's socks off. Yes. If I gave them a great experience and then now they're part of the tribe, what are the series of things? And, and this is what I really started to realize years ago, which is this is, we spoke on some of the previous episodes about automation and automation is great. And in, in, in Buddy's words, and sometimes automation just makes you bad faster, <laughs> right? It just yes. automatically makes you bad. And so understanding that in most gyms there, it is appropriate to have some sort of underlying layer of automation, some sort of An email, email sequence. sequence of something that goes on. Sure. But then past that, how do I design something that is a communication specifically or interaction yeah. that is both relevant to them and relative, meaning like it's in a relative time frame to either to some sort of action or achievement, meaning it's relative to when they started, it's relative to that PR, it's relative to that amount of weight loss, right? Like it's relative to that, right? And it's relevant to them, like it is personal to them, right? If you, can, if you can start to ferret out what all those would be, you can systematically start to communicate with people very, very personally in those. And it's just like, there's a couple things you could throw out there. It's like figuring out that is the, that is the long-term integration, which is I'm, I'm constantly engaging Jay. I'll be like, hey, dude, nice job on that PR last week. That was killer. Well, like, well done. Right? I'll be like, hey, you're coming up on 100 you know, classes or whatever it's going to be, and systematically building all of that in that's the additional piece there where they're like, man, like they really pay attention. Like they are on it. Like how do that's, that's the piece that everybody puts on autopilot. Right. Again, for the record, everybody knows that that email is automated. hundred percent. You know, and as soon as they recognize that it's automated, it, they go numb to it because Correct. I get what dozens a day of these automated emails for whatever stage of the journey I'm on and whatever right. sequence you, you stop paying attention. But what you want to do, to your point, is it's about meaningful interactions. My opinion, and this is something we teach in Affiliate U, the number one indicator of how successful someone is going to be is their consistency of attendance, especially when they're new. If someone's been coming for years and they get busy in September and they don't come as often, but they've shown every year they'll back, they're back in October, I don't have to do this. Right. But when someone's new, my goal is to get them into a rhythm of making this part of their life, um, getting over the, the initial issues of like the identity and like integrating this in and getting results to where they're like, this feels worth it. Time to value, right? Right. As Time to value. So I, we, we teach this in the program where it's about tracking attendance, leading indicator, yada, yada. So I'm going to make that one of the main reasons. Remember in the intro session, I said, I wrote down three days a week to start Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5:30 PM. I'll see you there. Hey, and you want me to follow up with you in case I haven't seen you? Right there, I just planted the seed because I'm going to check attendance every week. But then maybe once a month, you're reaching out and you're like, hey, awesome job, Fern. I know we said our goal was 12 times a month to get you going. Dude, you crushed it. You got 11 in. What do you think we got to do to get that 12 session in next month? We're going to do this thing? Like that right there is good enough reason for me to keep reaching out and celebrating their consistency. Or if they're struggling, hey, your goal was 12. Only saw you three times last month. What's going on, man? And have the conversation. Oh, I'm having a hard time. I got busy at work. This is where you pull out all the tricks, all the stops to help that person get over those humps, over those mental blocks, over those um, uh, logistical struggles, because we know all the tricks. Hey, have you set a reminder on your phone? Do you put your clothes out? Have you told your wife? Have you gotten the dinner thing sorted out so it's no longer an issue? We know all these things. Would it help if I reached out and sent you a text every morning next week? Like, I'm happy to do it. Block it on your calendar. Block it on your calendar. And, 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 and help them become successful, help them become 
a CrossFitter, which is coming in and realizing you're like, oh, now I feel weird not working out. Okay, this is that's one. This is kind of like what the identity thing that we were talking about last week. And what are the things that I'm doing to help them identify as somebody who doesn't not train? Yeah. Right. Like that, because they're currently somebody who's like trying to train. Yep. And there has to be a shift there. No, like, I, hey, I do train. I train. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's, it's what, what I, do. I do. Right. Yep. And you, all of these things should, should be nudging them into that identity. Yep. And that's the important part. And it's not just like, hey, you didn't. And this, if you, when you reach out to people on attendance, you're like, hey, I haven't seen you. That's, that's identifying as the previous person. Like I'm reinforcing that, which I think is an important piece to not skip over. I'm reinforcing that Jay doesn't train. Well, and like you said, it's a six-month journey, and by the end of those six months, hopefully, you've done a good job. They've put in the work, and now they do identify as someone. I train three days a week because it's who I am. It's what I do. Yep. So we want to help them be consistent with attendance. We want to make sure they're making friends and that they're not having issues with coaches, with members, whatever it is, and that they're having a good time and answer questions along the way. Ask them, about, how's your nutrition? How you feeling? How you, how's your recovery going? Hey, you think you're ready for four? I think you're ready for four days a week. Let's do this. Help them keep going a little deeper, making friends, making progress, getting results, and not feeling lost or, or, or untaken care of. And there's so many there things that like so many things you can layer do. into this. Just and this is where I always tell people like nothing in the nothing that you do inside of the box functions independently of anything else. It if it does, then it's broken. It's like integration. Like, hey, how frequently are you launching retail? Like, do they have gear? People that have your gear are more likely to stick around. Well, it's the cult thing, right? It's right. like, hey, we have the same leader. Right. We wear the same clothes. <laughs> right. We pay some money to this thing. But, but in right. a weird so way, that. you want them to feel like, I am in this thing. I am in this thing, right? So yeah. are, if you're not doing that, that's a, that's a missed opportunity for long-term engagement. Right. What does your calendar look like? What, are the, like? what is the flavor or... or, or party coming up. The, yeah, the socials. Like, are they going to... Personally those? invite them. People that are going... People that are buying your stuff... And people that are showing up to the socials are sticking around for a long time. By the way, also great catalyst for asking for a referral. Mm -hmm. Hey, bring your wife to the bowling party, man. I'd love to meet her. It's been three months. I haven't met your wife. Come on, bring her up. Bring the kids. We'd love to meet them. Awesome. More people. Bring a buddy. Um, It's asking for a review. um, And and, and you can integrate your retail sales. You can integrate a premium service if you offer nutrition. You're like, dude, you've been struggling with nutrition a few months now. I encourage you. Set the session up with Susie, man. She's awesome. Hey, we have like, a workshop coming up next weekend. You should, you, you know, like it's on me. Like you're new. Like, you know, I'll, I'll waive the $25 fee. Like totally. Whatever. Help them integrate into the whole thing. The deeper you can pull them, the more elements they're, they're, they know, they know of and people are that getting the gear. gear reviews are more likely to stick around. Like that's, there's All the science behind that. So is there science? There is. Is that science. It's, it's science. Take science. all the things like that chalk. we just said. Make a list. Make your version of it. You get the intention, right? Help them become successful. What are all the things you think you could do to help someone be successful? And, or the reasons people have said that they've canceled and I'm too busy. Write them down. And then that's your six-month plan is you are going to address them proactively or manage them and help them and just be a human being who cares, who's going to help them. Dude, you're struggling. No, dude, this is normal. This is this is all the time, man. Here's, here's how we can help this. Or I'll do an extra session. Come on in tomorrow. Yeah. Meet me at five o'clock. I'm happy. I'll help you work out that knee thing. Help them recognize what we do, the value we add, that they matter. And guess what? The next episode where we talk about retention, you've set that up for success. When you don't set that up for success, if you have a bunch of awesome dates and then you maybe don't have the best dates after, 
you give yourself the chance for someone to say, you know what? He's really awesome. I mean, he must be having an off day, right? Or no, they're still working it out in the classes. If you have shitty dates going into your class, right. you're not going to get more dates. They're not going to stick around. So this is all about setting up the long term. And then in the next episode, we'll talk about retention and exactly what you can do to keep people for the long haul after that six-month mark. If you've enjoyed part three, client integration, let's be real. You've made it three quarters of the way. You're going to stick around. Check out the next episode all about retention. And if you want to learn more about the tools that we implement to many affiliates around the world, check out Affiliate University over at besthouroftheirday.com. We'll see you for episode four coming up next. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Best Hour of Their Day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you in your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.